Behold the venom produced by the head of the snake. Gaze upon the fruits of its propagation of the global war machine. Commiserating its empire of destruction and misery as it slithers throughout the globe, bringing megadeth and agony to all. Beware the head of the snake. Stay vigilant, my friends. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for spending your time in the Tiger's Den. We will try not to waste it. It is January 7th, 2024 AD. I am Franco Matei, otherwise known as Angry Tiger. And this is the Tiger and the Snake Financial Report. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, loan sharks, underground criminal syndicates such as the Mafia will loan you money at an interest rate that is very high. This is considered criminal by various state and federal statutes. But when one of the banks does it to the degree that it will make the Mafia blush, it's okay. Credit card interest rate hikes have been implemented. We will tell you all about it. Also, new IRS regulations to crush small business owners. The heel of the IRS being driven into the forehead of the small business owner as consolidation continues. And the fascist economic climate that we are in. Social security shortfall. We will also tell you about that. A warning sign flashing in the M1 and M2 money supply. Pay very close attention, ladies and gentlemen. Hard times are coming. As we all know, real estate is severely distorted as real estate agents struggle to pay their rent. The party on Wall Street continues as the Federal Reserve blows horse smoke around the economic landscape, allowing more free money to enter the market. J.P. Morgan predicts the yuan will displace the dollar. And BRICS nations are putting a brick to the side of your head. Try not to let your brains get ejected. Bond market flashing a warning as well. Crypto, gold and silver, and much, much more for the first financial report of the new year. It's a doozy, so put on your serious shoes and hold on tight because you have the tiger by the tail. And with us tonight, ladies and gentlemen, as usual, is Bouncer the Ninja Dude Dog, and he is patrolling for varmints on their breath and... <laughs> For varmints with tyranny on their breath and lice in their beards. What is going on, everybody? First financial report of 2024. I wish I could say that things were awesome, but uh, they really aren't. So what I'm going to do to set the mood, because we're not going to be afraid. Um, <clears throat> they try to gin up fear all the time. And the reason that fear is such a useful tool, as you've seen with the scandemic, is that people tend to not make the correct decision when they are acting in a state of fear. So even though the financial news might be grim, we are together and we are going to fight this together and we're going to come up with solutions together and it is going to be excellent. If you want to comment and I can put your comments up on the screen, I am banned from YouTube for another two weeks uh, for nonsense, but you can go to Twitter and you can, you can view there and put comments up and I will be able to see them. So I will keep my eyeballs out for those. But back to the fear thing. We don't want to let them scare us because again, when you're in fear, you, you don't make the right decision. And we're here together and we're going to look at the markets. We're going to look at what's going on financially and we're going to be prepared for this. So there's no reason to be afraid. There's reason to prepare and be serious and think ahead, but no reason to be afraid. I assure you, ladies and gentlemen, do not do that. Fear takes away your joy. 
And that is the ultimate goal of the new world order. Anyways, so we're going to do some music here. Um, some of you might like it. Some of you might not. And here it goes. You ready? Her name was Lola, she was a showgirl, with yellow feathers in her hair, and a dress cut down her there. she would merengue, and do the cha-cha, and while she tried to be a star, Tony always tended bar across the crowded floor, they worked from eight till four, they were young and they had each other, who could ask for more at the Copa, Copa Cabana. Spot north of Havana at the Copa, Copa Cabana. Music and passion were always the fashion at the Copa. They fell in love. His name was Rico. He wore a diamond. He was escorted to his chair. He saw Lola dancing there, and when she finished, he called her over. But Rico went a bit too far. Tony sailed across the bar, and then the punches flew, and chairs were smashed in two. There was blood and a single gunshot, but just who shot who at the Copa? Copa Cabana, the hottest spot north of Havana. She lost her love. Her name is Lola, she was a showgirl, but that was 30 years ago, when they used to have a show, now it's a disco, but not for Lola, still in the dress she used to wear, faded feathers in her hair, she sits there so refined, and drinks herself half blind, she lost her youth and she lost her Tony, now she's lost her mind at the Cobra, Cobra Cabana, the Don't fall in love. Don't fall in love. 
Enough of that. That was cool, huh? Little Barry Manilow there, the Copacabana. We're going to check the chat here really quick, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to get that third screen up this week, I promise. So who do we got in the chat? We got Rhonda. We got Karen Carpenter. We got Jason Barker. We got Little John. Who else do we have here right now? That's all we got going on, but that is okay. We're going to keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Thank you, everyone, for being there. I really, really appreciate it. So we are going to get into the financial news. For Pete's sake, it is kind of crazy. Now, my good, good friend Vince Agnelli sent me something, a couple of things. Um, one thing I was kind of aware of, which uh, – and the other I was not, and this is the thing I was not aware of, um, and I should have been, but thank you, Vince, for sending this to me. And this is uh, beneficial owner uh, information, and uh, they're a registry, okay, and what they do is it, it, it's FinCEN, okay, began accepting beneficial ownership information reports, the Bipartisan Corporate Transparency Act enacted in 2021 to curb illicit finance requires many companies doing business in the United States to report in information about the individuals who ultimately own or control them. So basically, this is an IRS nightmare, and it is made to be a nightmare, and um, it's not a good thing at all what's going on here with this. Um, wow, what the heck just happened to all my stuff? Just lost it all. There we go. And uh, anyways, um, so basically, this is just another reporting system so the feds can steal your money. And it's a reporting system for businesses, uh, mainly. And this is the thing. Here's the crap part about this, all right? Okay, there, there's a bunch of rules. Alert, FinCEN has been noticed, notified of recent fraudulent attempts to solicit information from individuals. So there's already somebody skulking around, to, you know, uh, in disguise of FinCEN to try to get information out of the individuals. But this is the very interesting part about this. Um, I need to clear my throat I have been muted this whole time. Let me go back and explain this all over again. It's okay. I have a lot of a lot of uh, breath in my body, so let, let's see here. I can blow up an elephant with a breath in my body. So it's all right. We'll go back over this. Back to this. Okay. The beneficial ownership information, and this is uh, this comes from FinCEN. This is a bipartisan corporate transparency transparency act enacted in 2021 to curb illicit finance. It requires many companies. I am very sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, many companies doing business in the United States to report information about individuals who ultimately own them, which is kind of a canard, not real. Um, that's not the real explanation for this. What this is, is um, this is a way to crush small businesses. That's that's all this really is. So um, we'll get into this here a little bit. Um, look out because there are, um, if you do have a small business, uh, you got to be careful because there are people skulking around in the clothing of FinCEN or BOI to, to get your information. So you have to be extremely careful. Anything that the government does or central planners do, as we know, is, is, is full of, of, of idiotic mistakes um, and un unintended consequences because central planning, that's what it breeds is in, 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 you know, unintended consequences. So 
look out because there are organizations trying to get your data and get your information about your business and yourself so they can scam you and wham you. But the interesting thing about this, now Vince Agnelli sent me this. You probably didn't hear that. Uh, I want to thank him for that. He sent me this and uh, he sent me something else I was aware of. And uh, it's kind of interesting because I was planning on reporting on that because <clears throat> it goes along with what I was saying. But we're going to stick to this for right now. Um, this is very important because what this is meant to do, as I'm going to about to show you here, is crush small businesses. That's all it's meant to do. It's part of the consolidation that's going on in this country. You have small banks, other things being consolidated. You have industry that has been consolidated. Okay. And, and what's left, you know, what's left of industry has been consolidated. The rest has been sent over to, to China and other foreign countries so they can gut the United States where we all live and try to make a living and try to raise our families, you know, in a cohesive way. And uh, that, that seems to be the way that um, they, they just want to destroy that. They don't want that anymore. So we are now, I don't know if we're being turned into a kill box or if it's just our time is faded and it's time for uh, a new champion of the world to come forth, uh, which it seems like it would be China. But nonetheless, here at home, this FinCEN and BOI Act are meant to crush small businesses because look at who's exempt, ladies and gentlemen. I wonder if I can make this bigger for you. I don't think this is a PDF. Boy, look at that nightmare. Anyways, I can't make it too much bigger to you, but I will read the list to you aloud. So exemptions, securities and reporting issuers, governmental authorities, banks, credit unions, depository institutional holding companies, money service businesses, broker or dealer in securities, securities exchange or clearing agencies. These are all hedge funds and banks, by the way, as, as I go down the list. If it changes, I'll let you know. Okay. Other Exchange Act registered entities is more part of the banking system and that kind of thing. Investing Investment companies or investment advisors, if we go back to the hedge funds and stuff like that, Okay, venture capital fund advisors. And if you know what venture capital is, nine times out of 10, venture capital, what it should be is say, um, let's see who's in the chat here. I'll pick your names out of the chat. Say Vinny, Uncle, or, or, or Vince Agnelli. Vinny, sorry about that, dude. Little John, no disrespect intended. Okay, Little John and Jason like an idea that Angry Tiger has. Okay, so they get their money together and they invest in it. And then that's what an investment capital company should be about. But most nowadays, most investment capital funding is the government funding something like DAPA or something to that extent or HOP or something, you know, insidious, you know, or some kind of boondoggle usually. And then usually taxpayer money ends up into this investment. You're investing in something. And guess what? You don't even know and you get zero dividends from it. So isn't that nice the way that works? So let's carry on with the list. Okay. Um, insurance companies, oh, everybody's favorite. The other, another big, see, all this is big business. You see, state licensed insurance producers, commodity exchange act registered entities, accounting firm, public utilities, pub, another big whammo scammo monopoly. Okay, that's a monopoly. Financial market utilities, pooled investment vehicle, tax exempt entities, entity assisting a tax entity exist that is assisting a tax exempt entity. Isn't that interesting? Large operating companies, subsidiary of certain exempt entities, inactive entities. So basically what they're saying is if you have an LLC, a corp, S corp, any of that, and you're not one of these gigantic businesses, okay, you don't, you're not exempt and you have to report, all right? And the fines are ridiculous, $500 a day, 
okay, if you don't report. So if you're a small business owner, you need to look into this and check it out because it's meant to crush us. I want to see if Uncle Vinny had any um, had anything to say about this. Um, and they're not being watched. They're the exemption from being spied on. That's right. That's another thing. This is a spying program. You got to understand, the IRS is like a vacuum. They want all of your money all of the time. They want to be in on a piece of the action. They're like mobsters. Okay, we're going for some reason. Mobsters is carrying the uh, the tone of this uh, of this podcast tonight because we're gonna go on to this next horrible thing. Um, but before we do that, I, I've got where where is that one? Where is the other one that he sent me? Oh, let's get to it. I believe I have these in a different kind of deal here. So, Synchronicity Bank. All right, Synchrony Bank. Excuse me. So that's Sam's Club. That's Lowe's. That's a MasterCard. That's a lot of different credit card corps, okay, that fall under this, okay? So please read the important change in terms of notice included with this letter. This notice makes changes for the cardholder agreement governing your account. For more information about these changes, please visit them at blah, 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 blah.com. So this is what I wanted to point out to you, ladies and gentlemen. Now, if you remember watching the final or the Tiger and Snake financial report, I've been warning you probably five months ago that the credit card companies are going to start handing out easy credit. Credit limits are going to go up. It's going to be easier for a person to get a credit card, okay? And I warned everybody that don't grab that helping hand. It's really not a helping hand. It's a double barrel shotgun full of double odd buck and stones and salt, okay, and chopped up bob wire. All right, that's that's what it is, okay? And it's going to blow your financial head off. Look at this interest rate. Look at this interest rate. Now, I'm not going to lose my temper, okay? Because this is a very good reason to lose one's temper. 31.99%. While the the consumers are $17 trillion in debt to these bastard companies, okay? Pardon my French ladies. All right, at 31.9%, Nine nine percent. You might as well say thirty two percent. And then if you're a bad boy, okay, or a bad girl, and you don't pay it on time, that jumps almost to thirty seven percent. You might as well say thirty seven percent. Why do they do the ninety nine? I'll tell you why they do the ninety nine. I took a business and marketing class when I first uh, wanted to get involved in fireworks and, and doing retail, and they said that you know five ninety nine looks better than six dollars. You're really getting six dollars, but five ninety nine looks better than the consumer. So it's a uh, it's an aesthetic thing, and it plays a trick on the consumer's mind with the way it was explained. And that's what this is. So it's 32% and 37%. The mafia is blushing, like I said in my introduction, at this kind of interest rate. You go to the loan shark, Tony Taco, down the street, who's eating his salami and chewing on his mortadella, all right, and wants to stick it right up your cabagool, all right? His interest rate isn't this much. Usually it's maybe 25% at the most, at the most. Okay, this is highway robbery. This these people should be put in jail. Okay, do not use your credit card if you have one. Chop it up and throw it away. You don't need it. Okay, because all it's going to do is make your financial life much worse. These interest rates are worse than criminal loan sharking rates. It is unbelievable to me that anybody would look at this interest rate and say, "Oh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Give me a credit card now." A lot of people can pay their credit cards off in time where they don't have to incur this interest rate. But you're still giving these people credence and, and credit. 
If you can afford something, buy it. If you can't afford it, you can't buy it. That's the way this works, okay? And unfortunately, we live in a world where a home is expensive and you have to get a loan for that, all right? But the interest rate isn't 32%. Unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen, unbelievable. What else do we have here? What else do we got here? Um, Let me see. Your interest rate will be used. We use daily rate calcul- to calculate the interest rate on balance on your account each day. The daily rate is the applicable APR times, you ready? Are you ready? One to 365, all right? Interest will be imposed in the amounts or at rates not excessive to those permitted by applicable law. The daily rate for purchases is 0.87. It's less than 1%. The APR is 31.9%. The day, 32%. I see they're tricking me into saying it. The daily rate for penalty is 30, 37%, okay? All this stuff goes on. They send you this letter. You didn't agree to it, but since you're in a contract with them, that's another thing, the insurance the insurance scam, all right? This is a contract that is wrote, it, 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 it changes as you're in it. What the hell kind of contract is that? I would really like to know. I'm gonna look at comments really quick here. Do, 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 do. Okay, it is a trap, Karen, you are right. Yeah, you are right. Check with guard on who has the right to enforce this. Hucksters, that's another, Rhonda Tate says Hucksters. Uh, uh, Vince Agnelli says, and they change, they charge a couple of bucks to send the bill to my house trying to force me to go 5G. That, oh, are you guys talking about 5G in there or something? Anyways, not a good thing. Not a good thing at all. They're killing us and they want to continue to kill us financially, which leads us to this next story. Social Security has an immigration problem and it's getting progressively worse. Okay, where is my shortfall in, 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 the, uh, in the Social Security? Where did that go? Interesting. I'll tell you about that story. I had it pulled up. I don't know where it went, but I, I mean, it might be in this story. Maybe that's, that's why I'm getting this up, next up. Based on responses of retirees for more than 20 years, manual surveys from the National Pollster Gallup, Social Security income is indispensable between 80% and 90% of then current retirees said they lean on their monthly social security check to cover at least a portion of their expenses. <laughs> Ensuring the foundation of America's top retirement program remains strong for current and future generations of retired workers is paramount. Unfortunately, this 88 year old scam Ponzi scheme program, I added that, is exhibiting signs of distress, and immigration issues are one of the core reasons why. America's top retirement program is facing, here it is, yes, a long-term funding shortfall of $22.4 trillion. I believe our national debt is up to $34 trillion. I'm not sure. I think that's where, where it's at at this point. So we'll just have to borrow the money for the Federal Reserve to cover this shortfall. I'm sure that'll be fine. And that will be great for inflation, by the way. Every year since... Every year since monthly retired worker payouts began in 1940, the Social Security Board of Trustees has released a report that examines the program's current balance sheet and forecasts its financial health over the short run, the next 10 years. And long term, you see, I'm not going to get into this, but that's part of the baseline budgeting fiasco. And we'll talk about that in another time. And long term, the next 75 years, the trustees take into account a number of trustees. How in the hell can you call anybody in the government a trustee anything? A trust what? They are a bunch of wall-eyed, flea-bitten rummies up there, dipping their beaks in the trough of corruption provided by the snake, snake-headed gypsy tinbenders of the Federal Reserve. 
That's what they are. They're not damn trustees. How dare you use that kind of terminology? I, for goodness sake. The trustees take into account that the, the wall-eyed flea-bitten rummies take into account the number of factors, including demographic changes, along with shifts in fiscal and monetary policy when issuing their forecast on Social Security's financial outlook. Since 1985, the trustees report is cautioned that America's leading retirement program can't meet its long-term funding obligations. In plainer English, the projected revenue collection in the 75 years following the release of the report won't be sufficient, including cost of living adjustments to cover <laughs> benefit outlays and administrative expenses. As 2023 trustees, as 2023 <laughs> wall-eyed flea-bitten rummies report, Social Security is facing a $22.4 trillion and growing unfended obligation shortfall. The more immediate the issue is, the more immediate issue is the asset reserves for the old age survivors, OASI, trust fund. This is the fund responsible for dishing out benefits to 50 million retired workers and roughly 5.8 million survivor beneficiaries each month. That means that somebody who survives the Social Security beneficiary is getting these payments when they, I guess, reach a certain age or they're, they, they, they can't work and they get that beneficiary. That benefit, benefit is exactly what it is, but benefit. If the Oasis excess cash buildup since inception were to be depleted by 20, 2033, as the, as currently forecasted, sweeping benefit cuts up to 23% may be necessary to sustain payouts through 2097 without the need for any further cuts. Put another way, put in another way, Social Security is in no danger of going bankrupt or becoming insolvent and disappearing but it may not be able to sustain existing payout schedule as soon as nine years from now. So what does that tell you? Ladies and gentlemen, please do not count on social security. Okay. You don't want to do that. That's not a good thing to count on. It's not going to be there. If it is, it's going to be a pittance of what you paid into it and it's not going to be enough to survive. So do your own financial planning for your future. That's what this tells me. Okay. Well, one demographic shift causing all sorts of problems for Social Security has to do with the rate of immigration into the United States. Social Security's immigration problem has been worsening for 25 years. Really? Really? You mean we can't let 11 million people into the country and it's not going to affect a social program like this? Really? Oh, these guys are all geniuses. Yeah, here and here I am rolling around in the Bondo dust. Anyway. In particular, there's a belief that undocumented workers are a strain on Social Security and one of the root causes of the program's growing funding obligation shortfall. However, this thesis couldn't be further from the truth. I wonder what lefty wrote this garbage. Social Security program that's heavily reliant on people legally migrating into the U.S. each year. Most people who move to the U.S. tend to be younger, which means they'll spend decades in the labor force. Social Security collects approximately 90% of its annual revenue from the 12.4% payroll tax on wages and salaries up to $168,000 in 2024. The dilemma, what? The dilemma of social security is the new net, is the net migration into the U.S. that peaked a quarter of a century ago and has been precipitously declining every year since then. According to the data from the United Nations, the net immigration migration rate for the U.S. per 1,000 people has fallen to 6.48% in 1998 to 2.748% in 2023. That is pure and unadulterated horseshit. Pure, right out of the horse's patoot. The horse had to lift his tail that this log of horseshit was so big that they had to pack into this article, okay? 
It is, listen, illegal immigration is destroying this country. It is multiculturalism. It is meant to disrupt not only the financial system, it is meant to disrupt the social economic system in general. That's what multiculturalism is. I suggest you read the book by Pat Buchanan. I believe it was Death of America um, but it, or something in along those lines. Sorry, I'm having a brain fart right now because I'm trying not to melt down from the idiocy of this of this article. What I gather from this article and what I want to share with you and what's important about this article is it's a $22.4 trillion shortfall, kind of like the $12 billion shortfall that the, um, oh, what do they call that, that crap? Uh, the stupid insurance for the banks. The um, Oh, I'm losing my mind here. I'm, I'm just trying not to melt down. It takes a lot of discipline, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of mental energy not to melt down when I uh, read stuff like this. Um, the... Um, Oh, good Lord. I can't remember the name. Anyway, you know, this insurance for the banks, $12 billion shortfall. What is wrong with me? Someone help me out in the chat, will you? I got to get, I got to spit it out. Now it's, it's bothering the hell out of me. What do we got here? Peace. FDIC. Thank you very much. Levi. Levi, very good to see you in the chat. I haven't seen you in a while. I was getting worried about you. Good thing that good, good to see you there. Um, anyways, log of what <laughs> that's funny Rhonda Tate uh that is absolutely hilarious do we get anybody new pop in I just want to say hi if they're there um no not yet but anyway so we'll continue on here <laughs> so all right next story before I lose my mind here on this story it's 8 30 and I'm going to play Audi's commercial really quick ladies and gentlemen I will be right back and by the way you know, uh, check out Audi and check out all of our friends. Go to the tigersden.net. There's a big friends list there. Or go to knights of the storm.com, I believe it is. There's a lot of friends there. So here we go. Audi's a good dude. New music, classic artists. That's how we do it here at Modern Retro Radio. Lenny Kravitz has just released his 11th studio album. Here is the ever-enduring pop genius Beck. Here is the latest from Cheryl Crow, Lindsay Buckingham, Marilyn Manson. This is Garvis. song called Blood for Poplars. Robert Crane's channeling Al Green. Brand new music Brand from new music Parliament from Funkadelic. Parliament Funkadelic. Back, in Back in the 1980s and 1990s, we knew him as Terrence Trent Darby. This is Taylor Dane. You know that group, Fighter? I'm vaguely familiar with them. Yeah. The new album from Slash, Phil Collins, covers the four tops. Metallica's 2016 double album, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Here we got Aerosmith with Beyond Beautiful. Good stuff. Check out Audi and uh, modernretroradio.com. Very, very nice, uh, nice radio station. Also, check out freeworld.fm where you can find Tiger Tales at 8 p.m. Eastern time, 8 to 10 Eastern time. And what we do there is we we, we talk about about uh, good stuff, motivational stuff um, and, and things that I know about. We go over some funny news stories. You know, we try to get people positively uh, thinking, positively moving. And, um, you know, it's an empowerment, not only for the people listening, but for me as well. So it is an inner dialogue, as Jason Barker would say. And uh, I find it very, very uh, therapeutic for myself. And, uh, you know, I do I do some research and some of the stuff that some of the stuff I know 
already, but it's it's a good show. And uh, check out FreeWorld.fm. All of our friends are there, from Tony Arterburn to Don Jeffries to Jason Barker to the Knights of the Storm, um, uh, Chris Graves, Cranium Blender. You want to check that out. Uh, really good stuff there. So with that being said, uh, everybody, I'm sure you've heard talk in the news about a government shutdown. But as usual, because we have it, we have the money for endless wars. Yes, we have money for endless wars. I'm hungry. That's why I seem a little uh, a little calm tonight. I'm I'm starving to death, but. Bouncer and I have some organic New York strip steaks waiting for us, and I have a big old thing of lima beans soaking up some butter right now. So I'm very excited and a spinach salad. Very, very hungry tonight thinking about my dinner. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Angry Tiger is always hungry. I am an ectomorphic body type, so my metabolism is on fire. I burn calories blinking my eyes. Um, anyways, House Republicans and Senate Democrats have come to an agreement on top line spending numbers for the rest of 2024. Speaker Mike Johnson, eh, he did real good, didn't he? These guys are all clowns. Like I said, again, they, they are a bunch of wall-eyed, flea-bitten rummies dipping their beak in the corruption provided by the Federal Reserve, the people who really run the world and the country and the financial system. They run the financial system, they run your life, and they're ushering in a new feudal system to crush us all beneath their heel, okay? And they're consolidating everything, these no-good son, sons of guns. Son of a gun, it frustrates me. Ugh, I get lightheaded just thinking about it tonight. Anyways, so, why it matters, Congress still has cut deals with individual spending bills left to pass but this is a key step to dodging government shutdown for later this month the 2024 top line number will be 1.59 trillion that's it just adds more to the national debt that's okay and that you see that doesn't account for emergency spending so when israel needs to go attack hezbollah in in lebanon okay which they're get, they're getting ready to decimate lebanon this will drag iran and they want to stick their finger in iran's eye they're doing everything they possibly can to get iran involved in this war and i'm making a not a prediction but i my my money is on a false flag coming soon to a theater near you it's been way too quiet all right and it's it's going to be Iran. They're going to somehow be the, but you know they really don't have to do that because look, they did a false flag on 9/11, and we, you know, they blamed the Taliban, which is out of Afghanistan. And what did they do? They went and destroyed Iraq. So, anyways, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. So the top number will be 1.59 trillion. Johnson told the Republicans on Sunday, 866 billion. That is already law, thanks to the defense spending bill. Okay, thanks to guys like Lindsey Graham who wear pink panties, okay, in our closet, whatevers. And, you know, I don't even know what kind of creature he is. I really don't. I think that a donkey took a dump, okay, and then some nuclear waste got involved somehow, and poof, you have Lindsey Graham. All right, anyways, you know what? Donkeys are, you know, not bad animals, and I, I just insulted donkeys and donkey crap, all right, because I think donkey crap, has more integrity than Lindsey Graham. Anyway, sorry about that. I don't mean to get gross, but um, I'm feeling a little weird tonight from not eating, guys. I need to eat. I'm very hungry. I keep saying that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going with the broadcast. Shut up, Tiger. Shut up. Okay, I'll shut up now. Go on with the broadcast. Anyway, that leaves $704 billion for non in non-defense spending. 
What's next? Announcements by Johnson and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, another creature from the Fed Lagoon. Where do they find these guys? Where do they find these people? We see, because this is what they're doing to us. They're sacrificing us. Receive this child as a gift from your devoted servants. They're throwing us into the fires of financial sacrifice and war sacrifice as they, they they just it seems like they're just calling the population and they're going to make sure that we are all extremely miserable for when they usher in CBDC and mentioning CBDC, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to see it in 2024. I don't even think you're going to see it in 2025. To be honest with you, if we see 2025 from the way things are going, because these bastards want to start a nuclear war the way it's looking, because I keep listening to the news and I keep hearing, well, what if they start throwing nuclear missiles around there and, and, you know, in Israel? Really? What if? That's not a good thing. You know, a dirty bomb in the United States would be a real good reason to go to war. It would piss off all the beer drinking, you know, bump flag toting who has. Oh, we got to go get us some Hajis and go get them Arabs. Look what they did to us. Or, you know, the, 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 uh, the, oh, the liberals. Oh, look what they did to the environment. There must be repercussions. And I'm not making fun of anybody from the South and I'm not making fun of everybody from the East Coast who talks those ways. I can make fun of the West or the West Coast. I can make fun of the East Coast. There's Sparks in this cause. Sparks are flying everywhere anyway. So don't, don't, nobody get uh, offended. I like to have fun. I am going to talk about, uh, I think next week in Tiger Tales, about old humor, you know, where you could say Pollock and Dago and Mick and, and things such of that or, or, or other derogatory terms. Um, we are getting way too sensitive, and that's because we are being gaslit and we are being divided by the garbage that is put on social media where you can't joke with your about yourself or someone jokes about your ethnicity or where you live or or maybe some of the stereotypes that we have about people um there used to be a time that you could talk that way and it was funny and everybody was an adult and they were able to look at themselves and laugh a little bit you know wops okay or dagos or guineas okay i can say all that because i'm all of those things all right supposedly and um we have a lot of idiosyncrasies that are you know stereotypes and some of them are right we get all excited we talk with our hands you know you got to be able to laugh at yourself, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we stuff our, like, you know, I, I I call myself a pasta slurping bastard. What do you think of that? That's a good one, isn't it? Anyways, and I got meatballs for brains. Anyways, <laughs> I had to have a little fun here. It's just I'm extremely somber. I think it's because I'm hungry. There we go with the food talk again. U.S. money supply, the M1 and M2. So why bring this up? This is very important. Uh, Austrian uh, economics people, economists watch this. Uh, Keynesians tend to ignore it. Um, but what's going on here is, um, basically the money supply has not been like this since 1933. Okay. While a handful of money supply measures, M1 and M2 are the two that economists tend to focus on the most. The M1 money supply encompasses cash and coins in circulation. Okay. This is very important. Listen, as well as the demand as demand deposits in checking accounts. Think of M1 as easily accessible money that can be spent at a moment's notice. M2 
accounts for everything in M1 and ads in savings accounts, money market accounts, and certificates of deposits. Those are called CDs, okay? Below $100,000. It's money people can still get to with relative ease, but it requires a bit more work to be spent. Historically speaking, M2 has risen at a relatively steady pace for more than 150 years. As the U.S. economy grows, more capital is required to facilitate transactions. But in those rare instances where M2 notably declines, trouble has followed. Now, I want you guys who listen to the Tiger and Snake Financial Report, because by now you are understanding what is going on, okay, why the M2 is in decline. That goes hand in hand with the inflation. That goes hand in hand with people having to use their their savings and their retirement CDs and the such, cashing them in to maintain the lifestyle that they have. That's why this is happening in working man's English. Okay, but when the M2 declines, trouble historically has followed, and this article is right about that. Okay. As you can see from the chart above, M2 money supply has dipped to a peak of $21.7 trillion in July 22 to $20.77 trillion in November 2023. M2 is down 2% on a year-to-year basis and 4.31% from its all-time high set in mid-2022. It's the first notable drop in the M2 money supply since the Great Depression, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, this is not a good thing. Although this is a modest decline in percentage terms, it's a very big deal for an economy that has been dealing with a scorching hot inflation rate. I'm surprised they don't make the connection like I did, you know, about the inflation and why the M2 is in decline. But with prices for goods and services collectively rising at a faster pace than the Federal Reserve's long-term target of 2%, more capital will be needed to pay for things. Duh. But if M2 is shrinking, it means that people and businesses have to forego certain purchases. This is typically a a recipe for recession, which we are already in. You can tell who wrote this. I mean, they are kind of knowing the know a little bit, but they still are holding on to their Keynesian fever dream way of thinking. The U.S. economy hasn't fared well when M2 has noticeably declined in the past. While there have been a number of times when M2 slipped fractionally, when back when back tested to the 1870s, there are only five occasions over the past 154 years where M2 fell by 2% or more on a year-to-year basis. 1878, 1893, 1921, 1931, and 1933. And the fifth instance is ongoing. That means present at present day. The previous four instances all resulted in deflationary depressions for the U.S. economy along with a sizable increase in the unemployment rate. So this is another bellwether that the inflation genie is out of the bottle. The Federal Reserve does not have the tools to fix it, okay? And they won't even use any kind of tool like constricting the money supply by making the banks hold on to a reserve. But if they do that, then they destroy the gimmick and scam of fractional reserve banking. So um, bellwether, economy's not doing good. Bad things are on the horizon. This right here, is is as terra firma evidence that things are not going well. I'm going to check the chat really quick. Uh, what about 1836? I'm not sure. Um, it's in there. Um, I think that was in there, Uncle or, or Mr. Vin. I call I call uh, Vince Uncle Vinny a lot, but uh, he's a good he's a good he's a good egg. Um, no, it's not in there. Good good call, Uncle Vince. Um, give me a. Uh, I'm going to look into the 1863 and what happened there. Um, and now you have me extremely curious. Since my mind is not a steel trap like yours and Rhonda Tate's, I will be looking into that. So next one. 
Real estate. Incre I need to get moving. Wow, I got 15 minutes left. And I'm dying of hunger. Bouncer, is that my leg you're chewing on? Are you hungry too? Give me my leg back there, ninja hound. Anyways, incredible distortions in our marketplace. 45% of real estate agents claim they're struggling to pay rent and another bad sign for the housing market. But 2024 could be better. I don't believe that 2024 is going to be better. What goes up must come down. The distortion in pricing of housing right now is ridiculous. The average cost of a home in the United States is $380,000. Who in the hell can afford that? Okay, this is ridiculous. We are going into clown world seriously. I mean, not only are we going in, we are on the clown world express, and there are 5,000 clowns stuffed in each car. And this is not a good thing. I hate to see what happens when this this train derails and all the clowns and their rubber noses that go fwah, fwah, and you know their clown shoes and their fake hair go you know flying all over the countryside. It's not going to be a good thing at all. Anyways, homeowners are staying put while new buyers are grappling with persistently high housing costs this year. Inventory is tight and home sales have hit multi-decade lows. But if you need yet another sign of turmoil, just ask the people, ask the people whose livelihoods depend on the real estate market and how they're doing. Uh, notice how they said rent. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, it says commercial real estate has outperformed the S&P 500 over 25 years. Here's how to diversify. Wait a minute. Okay, this is a follow-up story. Low sales hurting regulators, but the market may improve next year. I wanted to get to this point to see what these Keynesian adult uh, people are talking about. 18th. <laughs> Vince just sent me a private message, and I'm not going to read it, but uh, that's hilarious, uh, Vince. I love it. Okay, the market might improve next year. Although mortgage rates have been retreating over the past few weeks, they're not low enough just yet to convince homeowners who previously locked in at 2 and 3% rates to put their homes for sale and relocate, keeping inventory in a crunch, Burr says. He also notes that the period between early November and early January tends to be quite slow, but anticipates an uptick in, in, in the spring if mortgage rates continue to decline. As inflation subsides, many experts are predicting the Fed has reached its, the end of its tightening cycle and might even reduce some rate cuts in 2024. This could potentially drive mortgage rates, mortgage rates even lower, providing a much more needed reprieve for the housing market. Some analysis are indeed forecasting lower mortgage rates in the coming year. NAR chief economist Lawrence Yun predicted that in early November, the mortgage rates could hover between 6%, 6 and 7%. The spring home sales could tick up 13.5% in 2024. They're going to use the interest rates as a light switch, just like they did with the COVID rules. This interest rates are not, see, this is the thing. The Fed knows that the genie inflation is out of the bottle and messing around with the interest rates to punish us, okay? Punish the little man. That's all that does in the middle class, okay? They know that doesn't fix anything because apparently if you go to the store and you buy things, you can tell it's not fixing anything, damn it. It's like, you know, they're banging on an egg with a hammer. That doesn't work. The egg breaks and the hammer gets sticky and it's a big mess, okay? And that's all they're doing. Investment opt optimism soars. After Federal Reserve's latest move, the Federal Reserve's recent deliberations have injected a fresh wave of enthusiasm, a fresh wave of easy money and malinvestment is what they really need to say, into the investment world. With the Fed pondering a shift in its balance sheet reduction strategy, colloquial no, colloquial, colloquially known wow, as quantitative tightening, the reverberations are being felt across the Treasury markets. It's it's not every day the Federal Reserve signals a potential change in course. This, yeah, really? Have you guys been paying attention? 
This isn't just a whisper in the corridors of power. It's a sonic boom in the ears of investors and market analysts alike. The Fed's ongoing high-wire act balancing between taming inflation and supporting economic growth has kept everyone on their toes. The current consideration to adjust the pace of their balance sheet reduction from a hawkish stance that has been an interest rates reach a 22-year zenith could be a game-changer. This isn't just about numbers on a spreadsheet. It's about restoring semblance and predictability in an otherwise volatile market. Turning try a turning tide in the treasury market. Let's cut through the jargon. What does this potential pivot mean for everyday investors? For starters, it's like a gust of wind filling the sails of the bond market. A pause or reversal in quantitative tightening could lead to a boost in treasury or boost in treasury prices. A welcome relief for a market that's been more jittery than a caffeine addict during a coffee shortage. It's about the time bond, the time bond time the bond market caught a break and this move by the fed could just be could be just the ticket but let's not put the cart before the horse while the fed's minutes hint at a rethink it's crucial to remember that central banking is more of an art than a science no it's it's horse shit that's what it is horse smoke unadulterated horse logs being thrown at the public and uh, the public unfortunately is not educated in such matters so they buy it hope and they pray as their finances and their retirement is crushed and dwindling away right before their very eyes and the purchasing power of the dollar is dwindling away right before their very eyes and it's a very sad thing to watch it's about reading the room understanding the undercurrents of the economy and making decisions that are often as much about psychological as psychological as they are about economics the fed's potential pivot is not just a reaction to the market conditions it's a provocative step towards ensuring the financial system remains on an even keel. Well, let me tell you, the bond market's not not stable at all right now. I watched it jump all around this week at, at insane rates. So we're going to move on. Um, basically, what this story means is more easy money uh, for the stock market. That's all it is. The stock market is in no way, shape, or form connected to the real economy um, of Main Street, where you and I have to live and do our transactions daily. So. This is all a bunch of horse smoke, and the Fed is just propping up the market now with talk because the market reacts to what the Fed does, okay, like a nervous child or a nervous cat. It's like a cat on a hot tin roof, all right? Not a good thing. Like a hooker in church, very nervous, not, not, not good at all. The market listens to what the Fed says, and in turn, they react. It's not a good thing at all. Ooh, and it's blowing me up for Pete's sake. Anyways, here we go. On to the next trick. J.P. Morgan predicts Yuan dethroning the U.S. dollar. The global financial landscape is on the brink of a, mon a monumental shift with J.P. Morgan throwing a spotlight on the Chinese Yuan potential to unseat the U.S. dollar from its long-term held throne. Well, J.P. Morgan, you guys should have called me, you know, a couple of months ago. I could have told you all about this. I wonder if they would have paid me for that information. Hmm. Anyways. This prediction isn't just a casual remark in the world of currencies. It's akin to the forecasting and a tectonic shift in the very bedrock of international trade and economics. BRICS blocks push for de-dollarization, which we all know. We've heard this at nauseum. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep pulling up more information. Another one. Russia announces 30, 30 new member countries for BRICS. This is just a continuation of the last article. J.P. Morgan kind of has it right. We're in big trouble. There are 30 new nations going into the BRICS. They are de-dollarizing. Um, expect OPEC to start de-dollarizing. And when that happens, the house of cards of the fiat currency of the U.S. dollar and the hegemon of the U.S. dollar will totally collapse and go down in flames. Looking at new uh, 
BlackRock, Jason Barker says BlackRock and Vanguard are predicted to own 70% of single family homes in the next few years. That is a hundred percent right, Jason Barker. You are not joking around when you say that. They are buying stuff up. I just uh seen um seen an article when I was preparing this that uh some giant Wall Street investor bought two hundred and ninety-four homes or something like that in Las Vegas. It was like a ninety-four million dollar deal or something like that. They're buying everything up. Bricks expansion. We all know that's going on. I'm not going to get into the intricacies of this article. There's no way to avoid what is happening. The the kids on the playground are sick of the big bully and they're ganging up on him. And let me tell you from personal experience, being one of those kids on the playground that, that ganged up on the big bully actually organized it. Um, are, uh, we're in trouble. The big bully is, is, is going to be in big trouble. And they will scatter the brains and the central bankers will, will scatter the brains and guts of our citizens and whoever they can to try to hold on to the hegemony of their fiat Federal Reserve currency note. Okay, there's going to be war. 2024 will be the year of war and inflation, ladies and gentlemen. I hate to say it. So Rick swears to kill a U.S. dollar dominance in 2024. The BRICS nations are steadfastly advancing their mission to end the dominance of the U.S. dollar following the expansion of the alliance to tens to 10 nations in August 2023. These countries have ramped up their efforts to con conduct trade in local currencies and are in the process of developing a BRICS currency amid squarely aimed squarely at reducing the hegemony of the U.S. dollar and global markets. So they just told you what I said. Um, this is coming. It's not something that we can avoid. Um, China is the new the new manufacturing king. You got Russia in there with them. And, um, you know, um, wow, look at this. Russia and China was bilateral trade reaching an impressive $200 billion ahead of schedule. This uh, alliance signifies a significant challenge to the U.S. dollar, which has been in a 20 on a 20 year decline. No. Ever since 1913, the U.S. dollar has been in decline. OK, because that's what it's meant to do they want to buy up everything own everything the central banks and destroy the currency and usher in a new currency that's how this works and don't worry and, and you know people ask me well why would I, I was talking to a very nice lady at the park she's an older lady she's like a ronald reagan republican she still believes in republicans to a certain extent and the system to a certain extent she's like why would they want to you know destroy their own currency because they're invested out of their ears into commodities that's why they're not going to lose. They're not going to fail. Guaranteed, the central banks, they'll buy up bricks, monetary money, okay? They're, they're species of currency that they come up with. They have their fingers in all the pots. So there's no there's no harm going to come to them from any of this, all right? that That's for sure, okay? So just wanted to show you guys what's going on here with the 10-year yield. This is on Friday, okay? It started out at... Four, it started out below 4%, actually, when the when I was watching the bell after the bell rang, and it shot up, okay? And shut went down, they, 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 they intervened, then it shot up again. The bond market's unstable. I think a lot of this is because foreign countries are buying and selling the bonds to give the central bank here a fit, all right, and give us problems. Don't worry too much because the relative strength of the dollar did not drop even a quarter of a percent. When you see the, the relative strength of the dollar shoot up and the 10-year yield shoot up, you're, you, we got problems, okay? Everything bad is going to happen. 
But what we're going to do is we're going to look. The Dow is they're still having a party. They're at 37,000. I wouldn't be surprised if they hit 40,000 before the end of the year or shorter than that. All right. S&P 500 doing well. Uh, NASDAQ doing well. Um, that's all based off of the, you know, what the Fed's pivoting. Uh, tech stocks took a little bit of a hit. Oil, we are still in an oil contango. There's something fishy going on, um, but don't expect that to last long because the instability in the Middle East is going to going to affect oil prices. So if you, this is not financial advice. Okay, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Gold and silver, gold, we are at $2,043, silver at 23 um, marginal losses, nothing big. Um, go to going to crypto. I only cover Bitcoin because ergo Bitcoin, ergo the rest of crypto. Uh, Forty three thousand seven hundred and ten dollars down um, half a percent. So that's what's going on. U.S. two year yield up at four four three point four point three eight three percent, and ten year yield hovering right around four percent. Inverted yield curve curve worldwide, even for the BRICS nations, yield curves are inverted. That's not a good thing. That is a huge sign of global financial instability. Okay. So with that being said, um, I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to say, damn, this is horrible news. We've got horrible news finance. I, I, I come and bring crap to the stage every Sunday night. There hasn't been any good. Not one metric in the U.S. economy is good. Durable goods orders down. Manufacturing index is down. CPI is all fake numbers. You know, so um, you can't really go by that. Job numbers are all fake. They get revised. Even the Bureau of Labor Statistics will admit that job numbers are no good. They're not worth a crap. Okay. And the CPI is not worth a crap. So with that being said, all right, we need to prepare ourselves. We need to become our own economic landscape. What I used to call it like in the fireworks world or when I open a business or have a business, I call it, you create your own economy. Okay, and the way that you do that is if you have money to invest, okay, this is very important. You invest in commodities, you invest in, you know, oil ETFs and stuff like that, okay? Look for certain oil commodities or or commodities that pay dividends, all right? In the long, and you go long, you go long on the market, okay? Because when the market crashes, everything goes with it, but the first thing that's going to go up is the commodities, Okay. Because the bigs buy the commodities and that'll drive the price up. And if you get into the commodities while the price is moderate or low, you're going to go, you're, you're going to, your tide is going, your ship is going to rise with that tide. Okay. So we're going to use this system that they have against them. We're going to use it to our advantage. We're not going to work and operate out of fear. Okay. And then terra firma, like I said, go to the dollar store, get goods that people will use, train yourself so you can provide a service. Okay, that people might not be able to afford because all these things are going to happen. People aren't going to be able to afford certain services. Goods are goods are going to be hard to come by. There's going to be a lot of bartering and trading going on if this bubble bursts in a horrible way and blows up all over the place. All right. So that might not happen that way. It might not. But if it does, you'll be ready. You'll be prepared. Okay. so do those things. Do not operate on fear. All of you have the power to improve your financial life. You just have to take the steps to do it. You got to be brave and take the steps to do it. Take your savings, turn them into what I would like to say, precious metals. That'd be the way that I would do my savings because historically speaking, precious metals never fall below the, the, the value of a fiat currency. So that's very, very important. Okay. I'm going to check the chat one more time. 
Okay. Let's see what's going on in there. Oh, Levi, you're talking about growing stuff inside. I have extremely uh, vast knowledge on that. Microgreens, all kinds of different things. I, I might talk a little bit about that. That might be one of the subjects on uh, Tiger Tales next week. So, um, if uh, by the way, guys, I'm streaming on Facebook now. It's Frank Matei, F-R-A-N-K-M-A-T-T-E-I on Facebook.com. I do not like Facebook. I do not post there a lot, so don't look for that from me. Um, but, uh, I do, uh, right now in lieu of YouTube being down, I do stream, um, on Facebook, uh, are on the rise as more clowns. Uh, Jason Barker says from Knights of the storm, VW and Fiat stock are on the rise as more clowns are produced and need a ride. That's hilarious. Jason. I love it, dude. Thanks. That's great. And you can comment on Twitter. So I like putting people's comments up there because you, what you guys say matters. I am going to have the third screen next uh, week up so i can monitor your comments and it won't interrupt the show um so with that being said ladies and gentlemen you know keep an eye out for that um so i think it's time to and mentioning precious uh, metals uh can you please if you would be so kind check out tigersden.net there's a link in the description of the video um and if you are so inclined we are proudly sponsored by wise wolf gold and silver and there's a little link right here you click it you go to wolf pack and uh, that'll get you into the wolf pack and you can go from $35 all the way up to a thousand, get precious metals sent to your door, give wise, wise wolf a call and uh, you know, work with Tony or, or, or whoever's work, you know, manning the phone. They're not out to scam you. Um, they're out to take care of you. It's a buying group. You're getting, you're getting a good deal on the silver, especially if you're in the wolf pack. So, or the gold and a little bit of both. It's pretty cool what they do. They, you know, they find some unique things and they send them to you. Um, good way to protect your savings. Um, with that being said, it's time to get funny. And, uh, besides the Copacabana, that was funny in the beginning. And I, I liked it. And, um, here is, if you guys might remember a well, little, little kitty cat named Felix the cat. So let's watch Felix the cat. Let's get him, let's get him on the big screen here. There we go. Felix the cat, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> The dog with the cigar in his mouth. That's hilarious. Oh, what's that? Uh, go! <laughs> he is. I better hide this. Go! His eyes. It's the professor. I don't trust him. Gold! Here's a good place to hide. <laughs> Another nugget! That's mine! Mine! That's mine! Stop! It's our gold, and there's only one nugget! Let's scram out of here! What? But how, Mr. Felix? The door is locked! Oh, we go through the window. Oh. 
There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Some Felix the Cat. I love that. Uh, I love the older cartoons. Um, Karen Carpenter, Jason Barker, Levi, Narrow Way, Narrow Gates Ministry, Vince Agnelli, Rhonda Tate, everybody who is viewing and those who will be viewing. I want to thank you very much for viewing the Tiger and Snake Financial Report. Uh, we're we're going to do some things here in 2024. We are not going to operate out of fear. We're going to operate out of confidence, virtue. Okay. Self-sufficiency and confidence, ladies and gentlemen. And with that being said, remember when it comes to commodities. And remember this, love destroys evil. Love is the key to fighting the evil that we are facing. Love each other, love your neighbor. Even love the people that are not don't know about this stuff. You have to have mercy and compassion for them as well. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to commodity, commodities i need to eat now me and bouncer are going to eat commodities um time is your most valuable commodity try not to waste it spend it doing something you love with someone you love improving yourself preferably all three of those things ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for viewing and all the support you have given me in 2023 and until we meet again your time is your most valuable commodity. Cherish it and use it wisely until we meet again.